Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Tom Mix Ralston straight shooters are on the air from coast to coast. When it's Ralston time at breakfast, then it surely is a treat. That much full-flavored Ralston, in golden western sweet. Flame says it is delicious, and you'll find before you're through. With a lot of cream, boy, it's your tasting is top for breakfast, too. Ask your mother in the morning, serve you up a steaming plate. It's a grand hot whole wheat cereal, and the cowboys think it's great. Once you try it, you'll stay by it. Tom says it's well to eat. Tom Mix suspects Jack Sargent of smuggling a gun into the Dobie jail and giving it to Simon Blake so that the dangerous outlaw could use it to make good his escape. One reason for Tom's suspicion is that Sargent's own gun is mysteriously missing. If Tom can prove that Sargent gave Blake that gun, he'll have a valuable piece of evidence to help him in his fight for James. Now, Tom has asked the sheriff to post a posse around the base of Ballface Mountain in the belief that Blake is hiding there and that they can starve him out. If they succeed in capturing Blake, Tom may find the outlaw is carrying Sergeant's gun. And if this is true, Sergeant will be in a mighty bad spot. Meanwhile, Tom has heard no word from the Wrangler whom he sent east in search of witnesses. Well, a new visitor arrived at the TM Bar Ranch yesterday. Professor Wallace a lovable but absent-minded old scientist, has come west to help Tom with his plans to create a national park. In just a moment, we'll take you out to Dolby. But first, it's James. Hi, straight shooters. These flashlights that Tom's offering to send you are the swellest flashlights you ever saw. Pecos and I use them for signaling to each other. You see, just by turning a little dial on the end of the flashlight, you can make it throw a red, a green, or a white light. It's really three flashlights in one. I carry mine around with me all the time. It's not only swell for signaling, but simply grand for hiking or camping trips. And for finding your way around your house in the dark. You've never seen a flashlight like this one. They've been made just for Tom and aren't sold anywhere. So if I were you, I'd order one right away because they're going fast. Here's one Grant to tell you how easy it is to get yours. Straight shooters, to get Tom's beautiful streamlined pocket-sized flashlight with battery involved all ready to use, a flashlight that at the simple turn of a dial will throw a red, a green, or a white light is all you have to do. Simply print your name and address on the backs of two Ralston box tops and mail to Tom Mix, number one, Checkerboard Square, St. Louis, Missouri. That's all you have to do, and this handsome flashlight is yours. If you prefer, send only one Ralston box top and ten cents in coins. Be sure to send box tops from Ralston. The grand hot whole wheat cereal that is so good to eat and so good for you. This offer is made only in the United States. Be sure to get your order in tonight. And now, come on out to Dolby. Lawyer Snood and his nephew William have just dropped in at the TM Bar Ranch. Lawyer Snood has gone inside to talk to Tom, leaving William out with Jane. Listen. William, please don't do that. Why not? Because it hurts him. Come here, Checkers. 
Yeah, he's nothing but a little old dog. You wouldn't like it if someone twisted your ears, would you? I didn't twist them very hard. Say, look at that bird up there in that tree. Bet you can't hit him with a rock. Well, I wouldn't want to. Why not? Because I like birds. Well, I don't. Uh, watch me hit him. William, please. Say, you let go of my arm, Jane. You can't throw rocks at birds. I'll call my uncle. All right, call your uncle, William. Say, you better be pretty nice to me, I guess you better. I'm trying to be, William. Only you can't throw rocks at birds with poor checkers ears. Oh, can't I? My father's a pretty important man, I guess. Yeah, maybe he is, William, I guess but... I can do just about whatever I want. I guess nobody can tell my father what to do. No matter how important people are, if they do something wrong, someone will stop them. Oh, that's what you think. I guess you just wish you had a father like mine. Well, I've got Tom. Tom Max? <laughs> he isn't your father. No, not my real father, William. But he's sort of a father. You see, I'm an orphan. You are not. Who told you that? Tom. I asked him after you laughed at me that day in Dobie, and he called me one. Well, you're not an orphan. And Tom Mix can't say he's any kind of a father, because you've already got one. What do you mean, William? I know who your father is. I listened at the door when he told my Uncle Amos. When he told your Uncle Amos what? Said he was your father. You want to know who it was, Jane? No, you're, you're just joking. Eh, you wait and see how much of a joke it is. When he comes to take you away from here. Just wait, that's all. When who comes to take me away, William? Jack Sargent, that's who. Jack Sargent? Yes, he's your real father. Now, he and Tom Mix had a big argument about you. Right in my Uncle Amos's office. I heard him. Sergeant's going to have Tom arrested. And make him give you to him. Have Tom arrested? Sure. They'll probably put him in jail for years and years. And then the police will come and get you. You'll have to go and whistle with Jack Sergeant or, well, they'll, they'll probably put you in jail, too. But, William, it, it's not so. You're making it up. It can't be so. Oh, just wait and see. That's all. Yep. <laughs> guess you won't be telling people not to throw lots of birds then. Yeah, I guess you'll be pretty sorry you didn't treat me nice out here at the ranch. <laughs> Because you won't be living here at the ranch anymore. Is that so? Cry, baby, cry, baby. <laughs> Come on, Come on. <laughs> cry, baby, cry. Stick your finger in your eye. Tell your father it was I. Cry, baby, cry. While William taunts Jane, inside the ranch house, Tom is concluding a conference with William's uncle. There's nothing more to say about the matter, Lawyer Snood. Matt, Mr. Mix, after all... Nothing we... you have shown me has in the slightest way convinced me that Jack Sargent is Jane's father. <laughs> You're being very foolish, Mr. Mix. That happens to be your opinion, Snood, not mine. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, indeed, Mr. Mix. <laughs> no offense intended. But uh, you must consider the evidence I have will, without a doubt, convince the court that my client, Mr. Sargent has a legal right to Jane. The case hasn't come to court yet, Snood. No. No, but it will, Mr. Mix. It will. The papers have already been filed with Judge Parsons. Yes, he told me they had. But I may have some evidence of my own to present to Judge Parsons' lawyer, Snood. 
Evidence that'll throw your client's case right out of court. Really? Uh, you, uh, you have this evidence, Mr. Nick? Not at the moment, uh, no. Oh, oh, I understand. You're uh, counting on Wrangler to find it for you, eh? I understand he went east the other night. Yes. Yes. It was the night that your other client, Simon Blake, broke jail, lawyer Snood. Yes. Yes, a very unfortunate occurrence, wasn't it? It'll be more unfortunate for the ones who helped Blake if we can discover who they are. Oh, oh undoubtedly, Mr. Nix. Undoubtedly. Well, now, now about this Jack Sergeant matter. I, uh, I wouldn't count too much on what Wrangler is able to dig up, Mr. Nix. Why not? Well, witnesses lose their memory after several years. And it was witnesses he went to find, wasn't it, Mr. Nix? Did I say that? No, no, just guessing, just guessing. <laughs> but, um, well, this fight for the custody of Jane may last a long time. And court cases run into money. Run into money. Now, wouldn't it be better for both parties if we came to some kind of an agreement? What do you mean by an agreement, Snood? A uh, financial agreement, Mr. Nix. Uh, Mr. Sergeant, my client, realizes how much affection you have for the child. Of the care and attention you have lavished upon her since the time she was a baby. My client, my dear Mr. Mix, is most grateful. And he feels that you are entitled to some compensation for your benevolence. In substantiation of this fact, he is sincerely willing to amply repay you for all you have done for his motherless daughter. Putting that in plain, short words... You mean Jack Sargent wants to buy me off? Oh, really, Mr. Mix? That Instead is... of a fight, which he isn't as sure of winning as you've tried to make me believe, he wants to make it a deal of dollars and cents. No, Mr. Mix. He wants me to figure out to the penny how much I think Jane's worth to me. Well, I'll tell you how much she's worth to me, Snood, and you can repeat it word for word to your client. She's worth every cent I've got with a TMR ranch thrown in. And if it takes that much to fight Jack Sargent through every court in the country to keep Jane, she's worth it to me. Here's your half lawyer, Snoop. Go back to Doby and tell your client what I said. But, uh, but now, now, Mr. Mick. Goodbye, Snoop. But, well, now, really, Goodbye. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, good day, Mr. Mick. Good day. Oh! oh. Sorry, Snoop. Oh, yes, yes, papers. Good day. Dog gone near run him down. Yes, Tom. Take care of telegrams just come for you. Thanks, Faker. Look. If he comes back and says it's my fault that his nephew, William, just fell in the horse trough, don't you believe him? I was more than a foot away from William when he lost his balance and fell in. Of course, I was... Take us. Huh? Miss Wires from Wrangler. Yeah? What's he say? He's located one of the three witnesses he went to find. Who is he? Tom Freeman. He was the engineer of the train that hit the car Jane and her father were in. Where is this Freeman? He's living in Kyle's Wells, just 50 miles from here. What you gonna do, Tom? Tomorrow morning, I'm riding to Coyote Wells with Jane to see Mr. Freeman and find out just how much he remembers. Well, straight shooters. It looks as though the Wrangler has succeeded in locating a very important witness who lives just 50 miles from Dolby. That's a lucky break for Tom. But I wonder how much this Freeman will be able to tell Tom about the accident. Tom is working against time and every day counts. For Sergeant, you'll remember, has taken the matter to court in an effort to force Tom to turn Jane over to him. 
Unless Tom can prove that Sergeant is not Jane's father, we'll have to give Jane up. And now here's Tom Mix. Great shooters, I have found that working around the ranch and when I'm hiking and camping, I just can't get along without a flashlight. They're the handiest things in the world. Well, sir, some time ago I designed my own flashlight. One I could use not only to find my way around in the dark, but I could use the signal with, too. And everybody I've shown this flashlight to is so plumb crazy about it, I've had some made-up special for all my straight-shooter pals. This flashlight can't be bought anywhere. No, sir. It's streamlined, pocket-sized. On the head, there's a little dial. And by turning this dial, you can make the flashlight show a red, green, or a white light. It's really three flashlights in one. I'm saving one of my flashlights just for you. And if you'll get your order in, I'll send it to you right away. Here's Lynn Brandt to tell you how plumb easy it is to get yours. Thank you, Tom. Straight shooters, to get Tom's flashlight with battery involved all ready to use, here's all you have to do. Simply print your name and address on the backs of two Rawson bus stops and mail to Tom Mix, number one, Checkerboard Square, St. Louis, Missouri. That's all there is to it, and Tom's beautiful flashlight is yours. If you prefer, send only one Ralston box top and ten cents in coins. This offer is good only in the United States. Be sure to send box tops from Ralston, the hot whole wheat cereal that Tom Mix recommends to give you cowboy energy. And hurry, hurry, hurry. They're going fast, so get your order in tonight. Mr. Freeman, do you remember an accident just outside of Dobie some years ago? A train hit a car carrying two men and a baby at a crossing. Yes. Do you remember what the men in the car looked like? Tomorrow, Tom Mix talks to Freeman, the engineer of the train that was in the wreck in which Tom believes Jane's real father was killed. On this conversation, Jane's whole future may depend. Will Freeman identify Jack Sargent as Jane's father? Or will he say that Sargent is an imposter and a fake? Be sure to listen in. Hold on now. I'll be a bobtail beaver. Look at it. It's round up time. So let's get going. Yeah, it's Rolfman time at breakfast. There surely is the treat. That much full-flavored Rolfman made golden western wheat. Rang with us, it is. Easy. And you find me for your fruit. With a lot of green boys, you're 16 at the top for breakfast, too. Ask your mother in the morning, serve you up a steaming plate. It's round a whole wheat cereal, and the cowboys think it's great. Once you try it, you'll have to buy it. Tommy says it's well to eat. Then it's Jimmy Tuesday, it's best for you. Raw cereal can be beat. Your announcer, Lynn Brandt. Tom Mix was impersonated. The Tom Mix Ralston Straight Shooters are on the air from coast to coast. So let's get going! <laughs> up, Tony. Up, boy. Up! The mystery of the black cat. Tom Mix has been called to a large eastern city by his old friend, Professor Harvey, to investigate the strange disappearance of radium from various hospitals. Well, soon after Tom arrived, over a million dollars worth of radium was stolen from what was believed to be a burglar-proof room of a big hospital. While Tom and Inspector Jameson stood outside the heavy steel door to this room, 20 stories above the ground and whose only window was barred, 
the thief managed somehow to get in, steal the radium, and leave a black cat in its place. And now, it's some time later, and Tom has been summoned to Professor Harvey's home, only to learn that the professor himself has been spirited away from his own house. Well, Tom, Inspector Jameson and the others are searching the grounds of the Harvey estate for clues when suddenly a car comes roaring out of the driveway straight at them. It's the inspector's car. And behind the wheel, they see the huge form of a black cat. In a moment, we'll learn what happens. But first, here's your pal, the old Wrangler. Howdy, street shooters, howdy. If you know any chilly willies or icy irenes in your neighborhood, kids that are feared to poke their noses out of doors when the weather gets cold, then just you tell them about good old Ralston wheat cereal. Will you? Say, once a chilly willie starts eating Ralston regular for breakfast, his shivers are go over. Because Ralston is a hot cereal. The kind that warms you up away down inside and helps keep you warm. Why, with a steaming dish of Ralston under your belt, you don't have to be a stay-at-home or a sit by the fire. You can enjoy cold weather. You see, Ralston is made of whole wheat, and it's crammed full of nourishment and cowboy energy. The kind of energy that makes you want to go places and do things. And Ralston puts the B1 in B breakfast. Does it taste delicious? I don't have to tell you, it does. Now, rope your friends tomorrow and give them the lowdown on this bang-up western cereal. Tell them to breeze through cold weather with Ralston, the hot whole wheat cereal that comes in the red and white checkerboard package. And now, it's close to midnight. Tom and the others are standing in the driveway leading to Professor Harvey's house when suddenly they see the inspector's car start toward them. They barely get out of the way in time. The wrangler says... Driving that car. A cat, Tom. A big black cat. Mrs. Harvey, she's fainted, Tom. Yeah, take her into the house, Pegasus. Right. Inspector. Yes, Mix. You'd better go in and call headquarters. Tell them to be on the lookout for your car and warn them to close all roads leading into and out of the city. I'm on my way. Right. I'll have them rush another car out here to pick us up. As soon as I get Mrs. Harvey safe inside the house, I'll be back, Tom. Okay, Pegasus. Now, Wrangler, let's see if we can get that model of the clipper ship in off the pond. How are you going to do that? Well, the wind's blowing it toward the opposite shore. Let's go around on that side. Come on. I've seen some mighty funny things, Tom. This here is the darndest mystery I ever did see. Now, that there model ship afloating out there, there's something mighty queer about that, Tom. I know what you mean. Something fantastic about it. Yeah, that's it. Why, when you turn that flashlight on it, it looked just like a real ship. Yeah. Look, there it is. Yeah. Hey, something's happened to it. Looks exactly like the wreck of a small ship. Well, I'll wait out and get it. Let me do it, Tom. My boots is higher than yours. The water's kind of shallow. All right, go ahead. Here. I got it. Good. Yeah. Look at there, Tom. The mass on this little ship have been broken off. Yeah, so I see. And there's a hole in the side. What's it mean, Tom? That can mean only one thing, Wrangler. Professor Harvey gave me this ship's model and told me to guard it with my life. That means it must be important for some reason. Now, what is that reason? There must have been something hidden in it that the cat wanted. Now, wait a second. Here comes Pegasus and the inspector. Pegasus! Mrs. Harvey all right? Yeah. I left her with one of the maids, Tom. Good. Our cat friend won't get far, Mix. I've been in touch with headquarters. He certainly made a mistake in stealing my car. My boys will pick him up before he gets ten miles from here. Right now, there's a statewide alarm out for him. If we don't have him cornered before another hour... Cars, state police patrols, parkway police. The cat, wanted in connection with the recent robberies of radium in New York City attempting an escape in an official car 
description of the car is as follows. Twelve cylinders to Dan. Be too sure of that. Professor Harvey, your confidence in your friends, especially that cowboy, Tom Mix, is amazing. My confidence in Tom Mix is not misplaced. As you'll find out, you won't get far, Cat, believe me. <laughs> I've gotten as far as I need to go. I've got the radium, and I've got that priceless little secret you hid away so cleverly in that model of the clipper ship. I need no more, Professor, until I reach the island. Then I'll make use of you again. If you expect me to hang it, I expect it. I'm sure of it. Who was it who told me what to find the little piece of paper concealed in the model ship? Well, I, I did, yes, I admit it. But you forced me to do it. Yes, you forced... I forced you to do it. And when I need you again, I'll force you to do my bidding as easily as I did before. <laughs> no, I've made out very well, Professor. Very well indeed. The police are after me, I believe. But I shall escape them without any difficulty. Let us see what progress they're making. Turn on the shortwave radio. Turn it on yourself. Very well. <laughs> and it's believed the cat is heading north on Eastern State Parkway. Parkway police and state police patrols be on the lookout. fools. <laughs> I knew they'd think I was heading north. When actually I'm heading south for the city. You, you'll never get away with this. We'll see about that, Professor. Hey. Must be approaching a crossing. Yes, there it is ahead. Look. The red lights are on. The gates are down. You'd better stop. A cat stops for nothing. We'll beat the train without any trouble at all. But the gates are down. And we'll go right through. Don't. No fool. We'll never make it. We'll never make Put it. Hang over your eyes. Here we go. <laughs> we made it. Thank heavens for that. Now you know why I always win, Professor. I take chances no one else would dare take. Wait. What's that? Sounds like the police. Yes, it is. Hold on, Professor. It looks as if we're in for a chase. A chase that you're going to find highly exciting. <laughs> slow down, you idiot. Slow down. You're in the heart of the downtown traffic district. We'll all be killed. How can I slow down with all those police cars on my tail? You fool! You'll kill us both! Not far to go now. That's the foundation building right down the street. Foundation? So that's where you're heading? No! I'm heading for the tower building next door. They'll trap you there without any trouble at all in that building. (laughs) You think so, do you? Well, we'll see. You're in for a surprise, Professor. The greatest surprise of your life. All right. Out of the car into the building. And obey me without questions. If you value all your life. 
He makes it. Looks as if we got here just in time. Oh, thank goodness that squad car picked us up as soon as it did. Sure was lucky that police car was near Professor Harvey's home when you called. Looks like the cat's going into the tower building, Paul. Yeah, and I reckon we'd better go in after it. Inspector, yeah. if I were you, I'd throw a cordon of police around this entire block. Station your men on the rooftops, the corridors of the building, and in the yard and back. All over, in fact. We mustn't let the cat get away. You're right. Murphy, you heard that. Get on it right away. Yes, sir. All right, Mix, let's go on in. Right. Well, I sure don't see how you're going to corral a hombre like that in a building the size of this one. Won't be as hard as it looks, Wrangler. Look there, over the elevator door. There's a light shining on the 21st floor. Yeah. You must have taken the elevator to that floor. Well, we'll take the stairs. Come on. Oh, the stairs may be quicker, but that elevator sure would be much easier. Shuckins, this ain't no climb at all, Wrangler. Well, here we are. Now to find which office he went into. Yeah, that's going to take some time. Must be about 50 off this. Hold it. Listen. Hear them? Sanderson, that's a cat meowing. Coming from that office right over there. Come on, Tom. Let's get right in there. Now, take it easy, Wrangler. This may be a trap. Stand on the side. I'll kick the door open, and that way, if the cat shoots, he'll miss us. Good idea, Tom. All right, here goes. Saddle, soap, and stirrup leather. Look at that big black cat in there. Yes, and fix the window. Look. Yeah, it's a cat standing in the window. You, don't move. Stand where you are, I'll fire. Don't be a fool, Mix. You can catch me only if you follow me. And you cannot follow me. <laughs> Tom Sunderson, did you see that? He jumped. He jumped out of that window 21 stories into space. A fool. Refused to let himself be caught. Well, come on, Mix. We'll find his body in the yard below, I'm afraid. Right with you, Inspector. Wrangler, Pegasus. Yeah? See if you can find the professor. He must be tied up somewhere in that office. Inspector, and I'll be back in a moment. Right. Well, here's the yard. His body ought to be right about here. Flash your light around, Inspector. Right. That you, Inspector? Uh, yes, Murphy. We trapped the cat in room on the 21st floor, but he jumped out the window. Did you hear him when he came down, or... Oh. Great Scott, Meeks. Look there on the ground. Yeah, footprints. The footprints of a man. Meeks, it's impossible. When he hit the ground after falling 21 stories, he must have been killed. No man could get up and walk away. What does this mean? I don't know, Inspector. I don't know. Straight shooters... Can you explain it? Do you know how a man can jump 21 stories into space, land on his feet, and walk away? That is the mystery that confronts Tom Mix right now. And say, have you figured out how the cat managed to get into a room no one could get into? There are plenty of thrills, surprises, and mystery tomorrow. So be sure to listen in. The Tom Mix Ralston Straight Shooters are on the air. From coast to coast. So let's get going. Up, Tony. Up, boy. Up. The mystery of the border smugglers. Tom Mix is working with the Texas Rangers to smash a powerful gang of smugglers. Right now, this gang, led by a mysterious person known as the Mask, is holding Wrangler captive in an abandoned ranch house ten miles outside of the town of Havanas. As Tom and Pecos search for the Wrangler, Tom notices a light in the old ranch house, and he and Pecos wheel their horses and ride in its direction. Meanwhile, unknown to them, they are being watched and are riding straight into the guns of the smugglers. In a moment, we'll learn what happens. But first, here's Pecos Williams. Howdy, everybody. 
Say, these here are days when it's up to you and me and all of us to keep in the top of condition. And the best way I know to do this is to saddle up every morning with a hot dish of good old Ralston. Now, Ralston ain't just an ordinary cereal. Shuckins, no. It's an extra special kind of cereal that packs a heap of nourishment and quick energy. Cowboy energy. Ralston, you see, is made of whole wheat. And it's enriched with vitamin B1, the vitamin that gives you pizzazz. Has Ralston got a flavor that's a Lulu? You just ask any straight shooter you know. Now, why not tell your ma tonight to get you a red and white checkerboard package of good old Ralston tomorrow? And now, come on out to the Rio Grande country. In the light of a full moon, Tom and Pecos are galloping toward the old abandoned ranch house, not realizing they are about to step into a dangerous trap. Listen. Come on, Tony. Get Come on. Come on. Stretch out there, boy. Come on. Jim, unintly, Tom. Yeah? If you did see a light in that old house, it's probably nothing but a drifter who's holed up there for the night. Well, you may be right, Pecos. We're not taking any chances. Shuckins, I hope we ain't wasting time. We know something's happened to Wrangler, at least the ways we expect it has. It seems to me we ought to get to Havana's and try to pick up his trail pronto. We'll only be a few minutes, Pecos. We may find something important. That old ranch house would make a pretty good hideout. Sure would. Here. Oh, easy, easy, easy. What is it, Tony? What is it, boy, huh? He's sure acting mighty peculiar, Tom. Yeah. yeah. He must be trying to tell us something. What is it, Tony, huh? What is it, fellas? Now, what in the name of bald-faced eagle? Uh, he wants me to give him his head so he can show us what's wrong. All right. All right. There you are. Go ahead. There you are. Well, that horse has got more sense than a whole bunch of people put together. Look at him, Tom. Yeah. He's slowing down. He's swerving away from the ranch house, mm-hmm. Tom. Mm-hmm. He must know there's someone in that house. Someone we got to be careful of. Yeah. <laughs> What do we do now, Tom? Uh, instead of riding up to the ranch, we leave the horses here and walk. Right. That way we can... Oh, ah, quick! Yeah, just as I thought. There is somebody there. And I'll send these horses on their way. Get them out of range. All right, All right get going. Tom, get them. Come here. Get them. Come on. Come on. Now what do we do, Tom? Well, there's only one thing we can do. Jim, I'm in. Tom, that bullet burned my finger. Yeah, they're using high-powered rifles, Davis. Yeah. And that means we got to get closer. A lot closer before we can use our six shooters. He's jumping. Things are beginning to heat up, Tom. Yeah, head for that brush, Pegasus. We got to get undercover. Come on, right. Who's ever shooting that rifle? Sure knows what he's doing. Hell. Doggone it! There went my hat. Just wait till I get my hands on the Stop down, quick. Right. I tell you, Tom. Don't move, Pegasus. Don't move. Handling that rifle's a good shot, all right. Yeah. I don't like the looks of this, Pegas. Well, the only thing to do is to smoke them skunks out of there, Tom. Yeah, maybe. Wrangler's in that house. He might. You mean to make it too hot for him? They might. Right. Listen, Pegas. Yeah. These men are sharpshooters, and there's a full moon. There's only a slim chance we can get up to that house without being hit. We've got to risk it. Well, what are you leading up to, Tom? Just this. Whoever gets close enough to help Wrangler has got to be a mighty good Indian fighter. I get you. All right, then. Come on, we'll try it together. Give me your knife. Here. Going to hack off one of them bushes, huh? That's right. 
We'll hold the bushes in front of us and creep up on the ranch house that way. Ah, there. Now, I'll hack off enough of these bushes. Meanwhile, as Tom hacks away at the bushes, preparing to approach the ranch house Indian style, within the ranch house, Wrangler is being held prisoner. Take these ropes off of me, you yellowback varmints. I just dare you to take them off. Save your breath, mister. All the shouting in the world won't do you no good where you're going. We got orders from the mess to put you out of the way, so get moving. Try and make me. Just try and make me. I'm giving you one more chance now. Are you coming quiet or do we have to persuade you? Listen to me, you sneaking polecat. I'm tired of looking at your ugly face. So if you're aiming on shooting me, you may as well do it right here and now. Oh, no. We ain't going to shoot you. We got other plans. Yeah? Yeah. There's a cliff about six miles from here. We ride out to that cliff. When we get to it, we stop. But you keep going. Going to ride me off the cliff, eh? That's right. When the rangers find you, they'll think you've had an accident. You get it? Uh, what do you say? Do you come quiet or do we get rough? What do you think? I think we got to get rough. You're right. Okay, I've wasted enough time. Joe, Pete, grab him. Yeah. All right, partner. You just come here. Yeah. Oh, hey, orders or no orders, I got a mind to plug you for that. Get away from him, Joe. Hey, go ahead. I ain't scared of you, you yellow-livered coyote. You asked for it, now you're going to get it. Pete. What? The mask wants you. Quick. What's up? The place is being attacked. Okay, wait till I bed down this culprit. Oh, it ain't no time for that. You can take care of him later. Come on. Okay. I guess you'll be safe enough here, mister, till I get back. All right, boys. Yeah, but not before we're close enough to do a little shooting on our own. Here goes. Let them have it. Let's go. Right. We'll show them, Tom. Come on. Yeah, but we've got it. Ooh, Tom. Yeah, bullet crazy. Yeah, just a stretch. Take it. What's in the flashes of the rifles? Right. They'll give you an idea where to fire. That's what I'm doing, Tom. Okay. Come on. Let's start closing in, Pegasus. We've got to get inside that house. Yeah. Hey, they stopped firing, Pegasus. Yeah. Wait a minute. Listen. What is it, Tom? Yeah, I thought I heard hoofbeats. I don't hear nothing. Wait. Huh? Yeah, there they are. The whole gang heading away from the ranch. Well, what's it mean, Tom? That means they're afraid to stand and fight. What do we do? We're going after them. I'll whistle for Tony. <whistles> if Wrangler was in there, they'd probably taken him with them. They wouldn't leave him behind. Well, maybe they would, no. Tom. You make too valuable a hostage if we get him cornered. All right, Tony. All right, boy. Come on. Let's go. Up, Tony. Up, Come boy. On. Get up. Boy. Come on. Sure was right, Tom. There they are up ahead. Yeah. Get moving, Tony. Come, come on, on stretch out, boy. Come, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. They're a chucking lead back this way, Tom. Yeah, I know it. I don't care about them getting me, but if they get my horse like they got my hat. We're getting on a Pegasus. We're getting. Yeah. Can't take a chance on hitting Wrangler if he's with them. Fire over their heads. That may stop them. All right. Just like you say, Tom. It ain't stopping them, none. Maybe I'd better... No, we'll catch up with them soon. Come on, Tony, come on. Keep low in the saddle, Pegasus. All right, Tom. Come on, Clementia. Yeah, we're almost on them now. Yeah. Their bullets are getting more and more uncomfortable close, Tom. What are you doing? Uncoiling my rope. 
You mean you're going... I think I can reach the last man in that gang. If I can pull him off his horse, there's just a chance that'll stop the rest of them. I'm going to try anyway. Okay. Good luck, Tom. Well, here goes. Well, I better widen that loop. There. Now then. Here we go. You did it, Tom. Partner, that's rope. Hold on him. Whoa. You yanked him clean out of the saddle. Oh, come in. Oh, boy. Hold. 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 Hey, they're stopping up ahead, too. Yeah. Looks like the Tom! What? Watch that varmint there on the ground that you roped. He's got a gun. Oh, no, you don't. No! My hand! You shut the gun out of my hand! Take that rope off him, Pegas, and keep him covered. Right, Tom. Come here, you. Hey, Pegas. Yeah? The gang's coming back. Get set for anything. All right, Tom. One of them's wearing a mask. Yeah. He must be the leader. All right, you. What do you want? Yeah. Pretty clever, Mix. Roping one of my men. I'll hand him over. You stay where you are. I'll turn this man over to you and you hand Wrangler over to me. Now, where is he? Bring the Wrangler forward, men. Here he is, Mix. Bound and gagged. All right. I'll trade this man for Wrangler. <laughs> oh, no, Mix. You don't think I came back to parley with you, do you? Oh, no. You're greased lightning on the draw. I know that. Suppose you take a look at this. Tom, but he's got... Yeah, it's all right, cowboy. Don't get excited. Yeah. I got the muzzle of this gun against Wrangler's head. And unless you two drop your guns and surrender, I'll pull the trigger. Holding his gun at the Wrangler's head, the mask calls upon Tom and Pecos to surrender. What will happen next? For fast action, mystery, and thrills... Be sure to listen in tomorrow. Say, you know, Uncle Sam wants you to help build a stronger America by keeping physically fit and in the top of condition. Now, many wide-awake young Americans who are going places and doing things depend on good old Ralston to give them energy to help keep them fit. For Ralston puts the B1 in breakfast. And vitamin B1, as you know, is the cowboy energy vitamin. An amazing vitamin science tells us we must have every day if we want to have a keen, alert mind, good digestion, buoyant energy, and robust health. So if you want to be a leader and a winner, join the thousands of alert, wide-awake, straight-shooters of America who start each morning off with Ralston, the hot whole wheat cereal that puts the B1 in B-breakfast. Say, you'll go for Ralston. It tastes great. Ask Mother to get you a red and white checkerboard package tomorrow. Hold on there, Dawn. I'll be a gallop and go for a look at it. It's roundup time. So let's get going. Up, Tony. Up, boy. Up. Tom Mix, Ralston Straight Shooters are on the air. And here comes Tom Mix, America's favorite cowboy, with another thrill-packed Western adventure program. Up, Tony. Come on, boy. The Tom Mix, Ralston Straight Shooters bring you action, mystery, and mile-a-minute thrills in radio's biggest Western detective program. Tonight you're about to hear another episode in a baffling mystery. The Mystery of the Green Man. On the desert, ten miles from Dobie, strange and evil things are happening. 
First, the house of Longwind Wilson suddenly disappeared. Then, the house suddenly reappeared. Baffled by this, Longwind has called in Tom Mix. Well, Tom noticed that when Longwind's house suddenly reappeared, a giant cactus known as the Green Man, which was located near the house, vanished. An old Indian legend has it that a spirit lives in this giant cactus. The spirit of the Green Man. Has the spirit of the Green Man come back to plague Longwind Wilson? In a moment, we'll take you out to the TM Bar Ranch. But first, trade shooters, if you're feeling lower than a snake's back these hot summer mornings, if you're tired and lazy, dragging around like this. And you'll want to feel like this. Then it's time to saddle up with a bowl of crisp, toasty, shredded Ralston. The bite-sized whole wheat cereal that gives you cowboy energy. Get up and go, hoop de doo socko and wham! Say, shredded Ralston is whole wheat. Yes, whole wheat loaded with energy. The kind of energy you need to get going and keep going. And shredded Ralston is whole wheat the way you like it. Baked into crisp, toasty little bite-sized biscuits that fit right on your spoon. Shredded Ralston tastes so good, has such a swell flavor, and is so popular, the flavor secret is patented. So corral your mother right now and ask her to get you a red and white checkerboard package of Shredded Ralston. Tell her it's just the cereal you need to give you cowboy energy. And it makes breakfast the best meal of the day. And now, come on out to the TM Bar Ranch. Longwind Wilson is just dropping off to sleep when suddenly the green man appears in his room, glowing green in the darkness. Longwind screams, and Tom Mix comes running. Longwind, what's happened? What's wrong? Tom, Tom, the green man, he was just here. I saw him shining green in that dark corner there, shining green in the dark. That scream, it's Wash downstairs. I'm coming, Wash, I'm coming. And I sure ain't seen here. Hold on, Wash, hold on to whatever it is. I'm coming. We're both coming. Mr. Tom, oh, Mr. Tom. Now, what is it, Wash? What's happened? Oh, Mr. Tom. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Wash, quit rolling your eyes and stop shaking. The green man has been here. How do you know that? Looky there. Looky there on the door. Well, put my feet in a hole and call me sorry. It's the marks of a hand, a green hand on the door, Tom. Now, look here, Longwind. This hand has been stenciled or simply painted on the door. And whoever did it used green paint. See, it's still wet. The head they called the green man has invaded this house. Oh, woe is me, woe is me. Now this house is going to disappear. Maybe we all going to revamp it. Now, don't worry, Wash. Nothing's going to happen to us or the TM bar. We is handed. Oh, woe is me. And you just stand there cool as a frog in a lily pond. Now, take it easy. There's no reason to get excited. Longwind. Huh? What did the green man say to you when he appeared in your room? Oh, he, say, he, he, he said he brought back my house. That it was right smack where it was before it disappeared this morning. Yes. Well, and then he said if when I went near it, he'd kill me. Them was his exact words, Tom, just as sure as the toad's got warts. Well, did he say why he'd kill you? Well, he said he ain't feeling uh, sociable. Uh, he's sick and tired of having people around. He wants to live alone out in the desert like he always did when he was just a cactus. And as far as I'm now, concerned, Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, Longwind. Huh? There's a car pulling up at our front door. Yeah. I just saw the headlights. Hmm. Big, shiny limousine. Lovely me, Mr. Tom. What's that getting out of it? Well, roll me for a pill. It's a woman. No, it's not a woman. It's someone dressed in long, flowing robes with a turban on his head. Now, what in the name of... Well, thunder? I'll be a green-eyed cow. It's an hombre wearing a nightshirt with a sugar sack wrapped around his head. No, Longwind. It's a Hindu. See, he's coming up the steps of the porch. 
tall, dark Hindu wearing a turban with a very large diamond right in the center of it. Well, looks like we're about to entertain a rather odd visitor, I'm thinking. Uh, open the door, Wash. <laughs> Mr. Tom, I want to, but my feet is glued to the floor. <laughs> All right, I'll open it. Howdy. Welcome to the TM bar. My thanks, Saeed. May Shiva always protect you from harm. Thank you. Well, I'll be shot for a gay You are Tamix? I am. My card. Oh, thank you. The Swami Pratahara. Well, glad to know you, sir. Swami, what? What can I do for you? I have driven nearly a thousand miles to see you, Mr. Mix. I wish to discuss with you the case of the disappearing house. I read about it in the papers. I see. Just what do you want to know about it? First, perhaps I had better explain who I am. In India, I am considered to rank among the greatest swamis of my day. Uh-huh. In India? Or he comes from India. I am a delver into the occult. And there is very little that I do not know about these powerful forces of evil that surround us all the time. This green man I hear of. That is actually the rather famous giant cactus that is shaped like a man. Is it not? Yes, that's right. Of course, it's just a legend. You do not believe in the spirit world, then, Mr. Mix? Oh, I reckon I don't, Swami. I'm just kind of an ordinary hombre that believes there must be a reason for anything that happens. A down-to-earth logical reason. I can understand how you feel, and I will not discuss it with you. My views, however, are different. Very different. My object in coming to you, Mr. Mix, is simply this. I want you to put me in touch with the person who owns that house. Oh, well, that's simple enough. Longwind Wilson here is the owner. Longwind uh, Wilson? That's me, Salami. I mean, uh, Suwani. Ah. Mr. Wilson, I desire to buy your house. You want to buy it? How much do you want for it? Uh, you want to buy it? You want to buy it? Buy it, I do. Well, I... Well, I'd sure like to sell it, but... Well, I don't know if I can. Why not? Well, uh, there ain't no telling if it's still there. I'm liable to sell you this here house of mine, and when we get out there, it's liable to be gone. <laughs> I will take my chance on that. How much do you want for the house? Well, now, I paid uh, about... Just a moment, Longwind. Huh? Yeah, Tom? You mind if I handle this for you? Well, contrary why some, I sure wish you would. I ain't no businessman. I'm likely to get shortchanged. <clears throat> no offense, Salami. I mean, you know... Indeed, of course not. You wish to handle this matter for Mr. Wilson and Mr. Meeks? Yes. How much do you want for the house? Nothing. Nothing? It's not for sale. Tom is building them up, see? <laughs> when he gets to the right price. Swami, why exactly do you want to buy the house? Merely for the purpose of carrying on my investigations into the spirit world. This house is haunted in a very strange way. According to the newspapers, the green man has been seen to glow in the dark. I, too, wish to see this. Well, I can understand your reason, but I'm afraid the house is not for sale. I will offer you a good price. 
$1,000. Oh, shucks, wash. I only paid $600. I'll be making $400 on the deal. No, partner, I'm sorry. It's not for sale. Very well. $2,000, then. Oh, $2,000. Did you hear that, Wash? Tom Shore's a good businessman. I'm really afraid you don't understand, Swamy. As Wilson's representative, I absolutely refuse to sell the house. <laughs> well, don't go too far, Tom. The house can't be worth more than six or seven hundred dollars. Oh, my. And if I did intend to sell it, I couldn't charge you much more than that. No, it's not for sale. Oh, say. Indeed. That is your last word? Not exactly. If you want to investigate the house, if you want to live in it for a while and carry on your experiments, we'll be glad to let you do that free of charge. Well, hold on. Now, wait a minute here. You mean you really ain't going to sell my house? No, Longwin. Not even for $2,000? I, I didn't know there was that much money in the whole world. You're not selling your house, Longwin, at least for the time being. Well, Mr. Mix, I appreciate your offer to permit me to remain in the house, and I shall take advantage of it. You are sure you will not allow me to pay for the privilege? Not a penny. Oh, great day in the mountains, Tom. Couldn't you even charge them a buck a night? Auto camps get more than that. That's right, Longwind. Oh, me. $2,000 going down the creek just like that. I'll I go. shall leave at once for the house. I wish to waste no time. Uh, do you know how to get to it? I passed a few signs on my way here, pointing the way to the... the green man. Oh, yes. The signs were just there to show the tourists the way. Well... I don't savvy this spiritualistic business myself, Swami, but good luck. Thank you, Mr. Meeks. I shall return in the morning to advise you of what has occurred during the night, if anything. Good night. May Shiva always protect you. Thank you, Swami, and good night. Good night. May Shiva get me my 2,000 bucks back, that's what. Tom, what have you done to me, huh? That their salami was going to pay me $2,000 for a house only paid 600 for, a house that even ain't there half the time. Come here to the window, Longwind. Uh, well, I, what for? Just come here. Take a look at that limousine. The porch lights are on. You can still see it without any trouble. Well, what about it? I can Does see... that look like a car that's just traveled almost 1,000 miles over hot, dusty roads? Well, no, now that you speak of it. Why, it's as shiny and new-looking as a pair of mail-order shoes. If he had just come a thousand miles, it would be covered with alkali dust. Well, maybe it washed before he got here, though. A man who drives a thousand miles and one long pull to see someone doesn't stop to have his car washed. And he had an A-card sticker on his windshield. Where did he get the gas to drive a thousand miles? Well, yeah, that's true. Mr. Tom, you think there's something peculiar about that salami? I know there is, Wash. We've got to watch him and watch him carefully. Is the Swami Pratyahara a sinister individual? Does he offer some key to the strange happenings? How can a house possibly disappear? We know that it does. But how? And what's the answer to the green man? Well, let me tell you this. Monday, the strangest thing you've ever heard takes place at the TM Bar. So to be sure to be with us, same time, same station, when Tom Mix rides the range again. Tom Mix Ralston straight shooters are on the air. And here comes Tom Mix, America's favorite cowboy. That's only cowboy. Shredded Ralston for your breakfast. Start the day all shining bright. Gives you lots of cowboy energy with a flavor that's just right. It's delicious and nutritious, bite-sized and ready to eat. 
Take a tip from Togo and tell your mom's shredded Ralston KPB. The Tomics Ralston Straight Shooters bring you another episode in the mystery of the woman in gray. It is late afternoon in Tom's office at the TM bar and... Oh, off we go into the wild blue and flying high into the sky. Yes! Fucking thunderation. Uh, hey, looks like you just crash-landed, Wash. I've got to fix that rug again one need day. Oh, well, Mike and I are busy right now, Wash. Did you want something? Uh, oh, yeah, I tell Miss Tom. Uh, can I get me a $5 advance on my salary for this month? Well, sure. Yeah, see, see, i got to buy me a pair of Googles. A pair of what? A uh, Google, Google. You know what the birdmen's wear when they fly them planes? You mean goggles? Yes, that's what I say, Mr. Tom, goggles. Uh, what in the name of flamethrowers and lead pushers do you want with Googles? I, I mean goggles. Well, so I can learn to fly. Learn to fly? Oh, now, Wash, wait Oh, a... golly, too goodness, Mr. Tom, why not? This here's the air age, ain't it? Not for you, it ain't. Well, I beg to disagreement with you, Mr. Mike. Major Ed Wolcott, he'll say, anybody can learn to fly, this including me. <laughs> Yeah, prop wash. That's what they go call me from here on. Prop wash. When did Ed Wilker tell you this wash? Well, when I was over there today, you see, he got the field all cleared off, and he got one hangar built already, and he got two little bitty old planes, you know, and he said he's going to take me up, and he's going to show me how to fly. Yeah. See, it sounds like Ed's coming along with the airfield, eh, Tom? Yes. Well, we'll have to ride out and have a look-see before long. Well, all right, Wash, here's the five dollars now. You better let Mike and me get back to our work. Yes, sir. I take off at once. I fly. So I fly you. Humbleweeds in Texas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to fix that runway one of these days, Miss Tom. <laughs> off we go into the wild blue yonder. Flying high. <laughs> Wash me around again, Willie. It's always something new with Wash. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, Mike? Yes. Now, let's see. I think we've got the district roundup just about set. Vinegar John will be in charge, and your brother Dan will be Segundo in command. Well, now, hold on a second. I thought you was going to be in charge as usual, Tom. No, Mike, I've got a feeling that you and I are going to be needed right here in Dobie. There's something wrong, and we've got to find out what it is. Something wrong, all right. I can't figure what's got into folks. All of them acting like they needed to go out and hunt up something to use for a backbone. They're scared, Mike. Powerful scared. I've learned something else, too. Cesar Chiano didn't die in that forest fire. You mean he's still alive? Yes, very much alive. He was picked up by a forest ranger and taken to the hospital in Capital City. Mike, since I learned this, I've done some further checking up on Chiano. This is what I found out. On his release from prison, he headed straight for Dobie. A good five weeks elapsed between the time he left prison and the time he showed up in the Black Mountains. That means he had plenty of time to start something here in Dobie. Results of which we can see now in the faces and actions of our friends here. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like you're sitting on a powder keg waiting for it to go off. Yeah, but Tom... What about this woman in gray? Well, she bothers me too, Mike. I put a tracer on her through the FBI to find out who she is, where she comes from, and what she's up to. You figure she is up to something then? Well, she must be, Mike. The way she acted when I talked to her, the little trick she pulled on Angus. Yes, and on me. On duration, Tom. Are you sure they air tricks? Yes, Mike. Mental telepathy is possible, of course, but not under the condition she pretended to be using it or in such a dramatic way. No, she's got a trick up her sleeve, and I've got to find out what it is. Because she's using it for something that... Something that means trouble. Hey, look at here, Tom. Yes, Mike? Tom, I ain't never seen you this worried. No, Mike, you haven't. For a very good reason. I've never been this worried before. Worried? Tom has reason to be worried. As we'll learn in a moment. But first, straight shooters... 
You've probably tried a lot of different cereals, but one of these days, your mother's going to bring home a gay red and white checkerboard package with shredded Ralston written across the front of it. When you open up the package and those crisp, toasty little shredded Ralston bite-sized biscuits come tumbling out, you're going to say, gee, I never saw a cereal like this before. Then you pour on some milk, and maybe you'll even pile on your favorite fruit. And when you taste the first delicious spoonful, you'll say to yourself, boy, this is it. This is the cereal I've been waiting for. Yes, sir, shredded Ralston is the cereal everyone gets excited about. It has a flavor so unusual, so different, so popular, the flavor secret is patented. And shredded Ralston is whole wheat the way you like it. Baked into little bite-sized biscuits that fit right on your spoon. It's the cereal your pal Tom Mix recommends to give you cowboy energy. The kind of energy you need to be a leader, a winner, and a real straight shooter. Now, we find ourselves in a room at the hospital in Capital City. A small, dark man with a hard face sits at a window. He wears a blue bathrobe. As he gazes out the window into the distance, the lights of Capital City have begun to twinkle in the late April twilight. Thank you, nurse. Hello, cutie girl. Hello. It's about time you got here. Sit down, we got lots to talk over. Never mind holding your hand out like that. All you want is for me to look at your beautiful nails. Well, but sit down. We got a little time, and then nurse will give us about ten minutes before she comes in again. How are things going in Dobby? Well, I knew you'd want to know about that, so I made the rounds of the town today. Now, let me see. I um, made a list of the people I talked to... Oh, yes, here it is. Old Hickory, George Griswold, Lige Anderson, Nick Cafelio, yeah. Lee Wong, Angus McPhee, Jed Parker. That's enough, that's enough. It... You made the rounds, and we still got these yokels under our thumbs, eh? Even though I'm not there? <laughs> John, if you threw a scare into them, they won't forget. But with Bick's back now, I, I don't know. I'd... What do you mean you don't know? Well, the scare is bound to wear off. You know, like uh, polish off of a nail. Oh, no, it won't wear off, bright boy. Listen to what I got to say and follow it. I say this modestly. Mix may be smart, but I got an amazing brain, too. You know what I mean? Well, I've always said that... Shut up and listen to my plan. Hmm. I'm going to control Dobie. Once I control Dobie, it should be an easy matter to force Mix out. Once Mix is forced out, we got the perfect hideout for anybody who wants to use it. You know what I mean? Well, a torpedo typewriter some shield, no? It's got to have a place to hide. We got it. We got Tom Mickey's old hometown. Anybody think of looking for him here? No. So he comes here, we keep him safe on ice till the heat's off. And he pays plenty. It's a gold mine. Well, yes, but, Chano, if you're here in the hospital... I'm not going to be here in the hospital. You're going to get me out. Get you out? Yes. You'll get me released and have me moved to a small private hospital. There's a place right here in Capital City. You can do it. Simple. Once I'm in the private hospital, I can operate without any trouble. You see to it, I get a private room, private telephone, all the fixing. Get it? Yes, I think I do. Oh, I do wish you had an emery board. This nail does bother me. I know how to fix that nail cuticle. You do? Yeah. Just fail to do what I'm telling you to do. You won't have anything to worry about after that. Now, C. 
Cesar Ciano, by his own estimate, has a remarkable brain. Perhaps it is remarkable, though the records prove that criminals are never as smart as they think they are. However, we must agree that Cesar Ciano's brain has thought of every angle of his plan, and obeying the commands of its master, is expertly taking care of all that might be expected to occur. But unfortunately for Cesar Ciano, this remarkable brain of his has failed to take care of the unexpected. How could this brain, for instance, know about the woman in gray? Well, it couldn't. And so it comes about that although Cesar Ciano proposed evil in one direction, the woman in gray disposed evil in quite another just how, we'll know in a moment or two. Right now, here's a way to wake up lazy appetites and turn those morning breakfast yawns into ear-to-ear smiles. Just reach for a red and white checkerboard package of shredded Ralston. And when those neat little crisp, toasty, shredded Ralston bite-sized biscuits come tumbling out of the package, watch your family sit up and snap to attention. And when they pour on the milk, heap on their favorite fruit and dive in... Boy, oh boy, you'll hear them sing out for second helpings before they finish their first. Shredded Ralston is a perfect breakfast for busy people. Made of nourishing whole wheat, it's so rich in energy, even a little does a lot for you. And Shredded Ralston has a flavor that's out of this world. A flavor so swell, you don't need sugar to enjoy it. Remember the name, it's Shredded Ralston. Once you try it, you'll agree... It tastes so grand, it makes breakfast the best meal of the day. Now, consider the woman in gray. It's evening in Toby as she enters the deserted drugstore of our friend, Charlie Frisbee. Listen. Yes, ma'am? What can I do for you? Nothing. Not... Well, you must have come in here for something. I did, Mr. Frisbee. Well, what is it you want? You. I'm afraid I didn't hear you rightly. I I have a splitting headache at the moment. You heard what I I said well enough. I want you. Well, I... I I, I don't understand. You will. Some weeks ago, a man named Cesar Ciano came to this town. You know whom I mean, of course. You should... With threats of death to you and your family, he intimidated you, as he did everyone else in Dobie. Well, I'm here to tell you, Mr. Frisbee, that you need fear Mr. Chiano no longer. You see, I have certain powers which render Mr. Chiano harmless. I shall see to it that he harms neither you nor anyone in Dobie. Say, who who, who are you? You're, you're strange. My you... name is Griselda Gray. I possess the power of making people do anything I want them to do. Consequently, I have only to command for Mr. Chiano to obey. If this is true, Angus McPhee told me... Yes. By the same token, Mr. Frisbee, I can also control you. Oh, you're you're kidding. (laughs) Crudely expressed. Still, a measure of your disbelief. Well, I must convince you of my unique power, as I doubtless suppose I shall be forced to convince all others in this town. 
Are your nerves strong, Mr. Frisbee? Not very. (laughs) Too bad. I was about to demonstrate them. Well, I can't, of course, not with your nerves in the condition you say they are. I shall content myself with a very small illustration of my power. Is is that necessary? Very. Sorry, Mr. Frisbee. Whether your nerves can stand it or not, I'm going to shock you a little. Just what is going to happen to Charlie Frisbee? Who is the woman in gray? And why has she come to Dobie? Apparently, her presence not only means trouble for Tom, but for Cesar Chiano as well. Shredded Olsen for your breakfast Starts the day off shining bright Gives you lots of cowboy energy With a flavor that's just right It's delicious and nutritious Bite-sized and ready to eat Take a tip from Tom, go and tell your mom Credit Ralston can't be beat. The Tom Mix Ralston's Treachers are on the air. And here comes Tom Mix, America's favorite cowboy. Up, Tony, cowboy. Shredded Ralston for your breakfast. Start the day off shining bright. Gives you lots of cowboy energy with a flavor that's just right. It's delicious and nutritious, bite-sized and ready to eat. Take a bit from Congo and let your mom spit it all some cake beef. Comic Ralston's Patriotters bring you another episode in the mystery of the Scarlet Scarecrow. Who is the Scarlet Scarecrow? Even more important, as Tom Mix's returning strength enabled him at last to break through the hypnotic spell cast over him by this amazing trickster, the answers to those questions are revealed in a startling and dramatic way. We join Tom, Mike, and the celebrated detective Gramercy Gaunt in the Dobie Jail, where a surprising thing has just happened. As a storm rages outside, Sheriff Mike Shaw, staring down at the small figure of a scarecrow, says... It's just the scarecrow, a thing made of sticks and claw. Tom, don't just stand there with that kind of peculiar grin on your face. What's happened to Peter Ford? What's happening to us, Tom? Oh, what's happening, Tom? I, I'm not sure, Mike, but I think we've been hypnotized. Hypnotized? I say, it, it's got to be that. It can't be anything else. But I don't say it. Now, wait. Please, Mike, wait. I try to get things straight in my own mind. We... Now, we were talking to Peter Ford here in this cell. Yeah, yeah. Then what happened? What made you hit him? Him? It wasn't him, Tom. He turned into the Scarlet Scarecrow right before my eyes. Now, wait, wait. Gramercy, did you see the same thing? Good heavens, yes, Tom. Didn't you? No. Oh, now, Tom. No, 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 now, listen. It seemed to me that for no reason at all, you started talking a lot of nonsense about Ford turning into a Scarecrow. And then you hit him. I couldn't understand why you did it. Don't you see? To me, at that moment, no change took place. But a change did take place to you and Gaunt. But if we both saw it, if Mike and I both saw the same thing, then we must be right, and you must be wrong. No. You were both seeing things as you were told to see them, as you were ordered to see them, as you were compelled to see them under... Yes. Yes, it... 
can't be anything else. Under post-hypnotic influence. Oh, but Tom, you it don't... It didn't work with me this time, Mike. Not then it didn't. Don't ask me why. Maybe it's because I'm feeling better, stronger. I don't know, but... But I'm, I must have slipped back into it again. Hey, don't follow, Tom. We're gone. For a few seconds, things seemed to stop. I can't explain it. It was like coming out of a dream. Then I saw Mike kneeling over the scarecrow, saying that it wasn't alive, that it was a real scarecrow. See? The hypnotic influence overpowered me again for a moment. And, well, never mind all this now. The important thing is to find Peter Ford. Scarlet Scarecrow's got him as well as Mrs. Grant now. They can't be far. Let's see if we can't find him. Oh, now, wait. No sense running off in all directions. Let's take a minute and try to figure this thing out. Figure it out? Sassafras and sourdough, they ain't no figuring a thing like this out. There just ain't no understanding it. I think I'm beginning to understand it. Tom, by heaven, if you mean it, if you actually mean you know who the scarecrow is and how he does his tricks... Oh, I don't know who he is. Not yet. But I'm beginning to see light. I'm beginning to follow a straight trail that I... Keep following a trail, Mix. In the name of heaven, keep following it. It's the right one. Peter Ford, stand in there in the door. Come on. I've got it. He's been stabbed. He's badly wounded. Keep following right one. What's that he said, Tom? He said I'm on the right trail. Yes, by heaven, I'm beginning to think that I am. Green's office. Mike is with Doc in the small operating room, while in the office itself, Tom uses the doctor's telephone. Yes? Yes, I see. Well, it suddenly struck me that not having seen you in such a long time, I... Yes, I remembered that, too. Yes, well... Yes, well, don't worry about it. I'll handle everything. I'll have to move slowly until I find out what's happened to Mrs. Grant. Your mother, I mean. Yes. Yes. All right. I'll be in touch with you. Goodbye. Oh, I used your phone, Doc. I hope it's all right. Oh, sure, sure, Tom, sure. Well, I'm afraid you won't be questioning that Ford fellow for a day or two. He's in kind of a bad way. Will he live? That's the main thing. I figure he will, yes. Good. I don't reckon there's any need to question him, Doc. I'm beginning to make sense out of this scarecrow business. Mike, huh? it's late. Best thing for us to do right now is to get back to the TM bar and try to get some sleep before tomorrow. Oh, I'll pay you for that telephone call later, Doc. Oh, you kidding, Tom? I reckon I can afford a nickel. Oh, it costs more than a nickel to call London, England, Doc. Huh? London, England? You mean to say you was talking to somebody in London when Doc and me came in here? What in thunderation fur, Tom? Just to double check on something, Mike. If you're ready, let's go. And I'll keep you posted on how Ford gets along, Tom. Right, Doc. How Ford? Hey, Mike. Yeah, Doc? Congratulations on Redskin. Uh, Doc Frisbee tells me he's doing fine. Yeah, yeah. Ain't that wonderful, Doc? Yeah, Frisbee said that maybe we could take him out to the GM bar in a day or two and start exercising. Uh, real gentle, like, you know. Yeah, I reckon he can. Well, good night, boys. Good, good night, night, Doc. Good night. Uh, I'm glad that storm has passed over at last. Tom, there's a passing sour though. I just can't corral my curiosity. Now, can't you give me a little hint as to the answer to the Scarlet Scarecrow? <laughs> no, easy, Tom, easy, Tom. Oh, Mike, you can figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Now, remember, the first yeah. time we saw the Scarecrow, we were in Gramercy Gaunt's room at the Dolby Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Come on, sir. Come on, boy. 
Now, we heard a commotion outside, and when we looked out the window, we saw a scarecrow dressed in scarlet clothes dancing crazily down the street. Now, that scarecrow was a real one with a motor inside it to make it move. Well, I sure don't see what... Well, as Sherlock Holmes used to say, Mike, you see, but you don't observe. Now, there's a definite reason why that scarecrow was the only one to have a motor in it. Mm -hmm. And... Hey, Mike, who's that walking along the road ahead there? Hey, hey, you're right, Tom. There is somebody walking along ahead of us there, and it looks like it might... Tom, if I ain't mistaken, that's young Jeff Mullins. He's got a sticker across his shoulder with a bundle under the end of it. I reckon we better look into this, Mike. Come on, Tony. Come on, Thunder. Oh, 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 I said, oh, Jesus. Uh, good evening, Jeff. Oh, I reckon I ought to say good morning. Oh, oh, hello, Tom. Hello, Mike. Well, where are you bound for this hour of the morning, Jeff? Fourteen-year-old ought to be to home in bed. Oh, I ain't sleepy, Mike. Besides, I, I got to get to Capital City as soon as I can. It's a long walk. Yes, it sure is. If you have to go to Capital City, why didn't you let us know at the ranch? We'd have been glad to run you over. Well, you know how it is, Tom. You don't like to bother people. Oh, no bother, Jeff. As a matter of fact, why don't you spend the night at the TM bar and we'll see that you get to Capital City early in the morning. No, I... Oh, we've got to go to Capital City anyhow, Jeff. Vinegar John's competing in the flower show. Yeah, and he'd be unhappier in the hand of the coyote sociable if and we wasn't there to lend our support. Yeah, you better spend the night with us, son. You'll get a good night's sleep and be in Capital City long before you could get there on foot. Well... All right, up you come, boy. Grab a hold of my hand, swing it behind me. All right, up with you. Uh, I'll give Mike your bundle so she can hold on to me. Mike? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Come on, let's go. All right, come on. Hey, hey, does your mom know you're going to Capital City, Jeff? Sure. What do you think? I'm running away? Well, no, that never occurred to me, but since you brought it up, there you well, are you? Uh, we're all pretty tired, Mike. I wouldn't ask any more questions just now. Not just now. Uh-huh. Hey, is he bawling? Is Jeff crying, Tom? Like I said, Mike, don't let's ask any more questions just now. the following morning in Tom's office. Oh, come in, Jeff. You wanted to see me, Tom. Say, when are we leaving for Capital City? You said the... Yeah, I know. We'll be leaving in ten minutes or so. Well, I saw Vinegar John and another guy drive off in a car about an hour ago. If they were heading for Capital City, I figured maybe I could have gone with them. Well, I'm hoping you won't be going at all, Jeff. Hey, what kind of mahaha you give it... Keep forgetting I ain't supposed to talk that way no more. What do you mean, Tom? Well, Jeff, after you hit the hay last night, son, I, I headed back for town to have a talk with your mother. Unfortunately, you have no phone or I could have called. We can't afford no phone. I know that. She didn't know you'd gone. We found this note you left. What's it mean, Jeff? Well, just what it says. I've been a burden on my ma long enough. I'm leaving home to get a job, make some dough. What about school? What about it? Some things are a lot more important than money, Jeff. Name one. Education. Oh, nuts. What's the good of me learning history when we ain't got enough to eat? 
What's so important about speaking good English when Mom can't afford a new pair of shoes? Shoes she needs real bad. Well, I'm 14. I I'm old enough to go to work, and that's what I'm going to do. Your mother doesn't mind making sacrifices. Well, I mind her making them. I'm going to Capital City. I I'm going to get me a job. And... Well, why Capital City? If you want a job, and I think it's a good idea, why not take a job right here on the TM Bar? We could use a... A man like you? Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. I, I'd like that swell. Only, I don't know much about roping or riding, stuff like that. Oh, you learn quick enough. Is it a deal? Oh, you bet. Good. Now, when Vinegar John gets back this afternoon, he'll assign you a place in the bunkhouse and tell you what to do. Put yourself in his hands and you'll be all right. Time to get started for Capital City. If we were to go in there. Oh, hello, Jeff. Howdy, partner. Hmm? <laughs> Jeff just become one of our ranch hands, Mike. Huh? <laughs> He's going to work for us during the summer, that is. <laughs> That's fine, Jeff. I can't think of nothing better for a growing youngster than to... Excuse me, boys. Yes. Tom McFee. Vinegar? Yes. What? Sure, Vinegar. Sure. Pronto. You're right, Mike. It is time we got started. Something wrong, Tom. He said something strange has happened and that Scarlet Scarecrow's been at work again. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website, at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.